This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I have been preaching now for a bunch of weeks on the Holy Spirit. And uh, you say, Pastor, how long is it going to take? Probably a, a long, long time. I'm just skimming the surface. I'm just skimming the surface. But this is, this is so important. I want to explain something to you, folks. God is in heaven. Seated right beside God is Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one that's here with us. So doesn't it make sense that we would get to know the one that's here with us? Wouldn't it make sense that we would kind of understand who he is and how he operates and why he's so important in our lives? And so I want you to take your copy of God's Word and stand. Can we do that? This is what John said. And John bear record saying, look, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. It was at the baptism. The Bible says the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus in a bodily shape like a dove. And look what verse 33 says. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, remember John baptized people in the Jordan River, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Spirit. D.L. Moody said something that I thought was so good. One of my favorite preachers from days gone by. D.L. Moody said these words. He said, you might as well try to see without eyes, hear without ears, or breathe without lungs as try to live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. You might as well try to see without eyes, hear without ears, or breathe without lungs as try to live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about we need the dove to stay with us. We need the dove to stay with us. I want you to understand something. Uh, the foundation of this message was a story. By the way, this is a beautiful dove. You can, uh, you can rent this dove. You can rent this dove for your weddings. Uh, you, you really can. He's, a, he's beautiful. You know what's amazing? True story. You know what this dove's name is? That's it. The dove's name is Benny. And literally, just as I've got Benny here, Benny can come home with you. Amen. Benny's a great dove. He's, a, he's beautiful. He's a, he's a great pet. But let me tell you what put me on to Benny. There's a preacher named R.T. Kendall. He's 85 years old, still preaching. And R.T. Kendall told a story. He told a story about a British couple who moved to Israel and they became missionaries. And he said they, they moved there to Israel, they became missionaries, and in the eve of their house, 
they noticed a dove came. And he just planted himself there in the eve of the house. But they said these words. They said they noticed something. Every time they slammed a door, the dove would fly away. Or they said this. Every time they would get into a fuss, every time they'd have some intensive fellowship. Did you ever have that around your house? Yeah. Those that are not raised their hands are habitual liars. <laughs> every time they would have some intensive fellowship, the dove would fly away. And finally, the missionary's wife said to him, I'm so afraid that the dove is going to leave and never come back. And then she said to him, you know what? Either we can adjust our lives to the dove or the dove will have to adjust to us. Either we can adjust to the dove or the dove will have to adjust to us. You know, when Jesus was baptized, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all wrote about it. All four of them. And you know what they said? They said the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. The Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. But I've never noticed this, folks. Look what verse 33 says. It says, the Spirit descending and remaining on him. Not only did the Spirit descend like a dove, but the Bible says the Spirit remained on him. Descended and remained. You remember Noah was in the ark 370 days. On day 264, he sent a dove out. Did you ever think about this? He sent the dove out three times. One for God the Father, one for God the Son, one for God the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that dove came back. And on that second time, he brought something back. He brought an olive branch back. If you give somebody an olive branch, that's a peace offering. What that's saying, ladies and gentlemen, when the dove comes, we can have peace. When the dove remains on you in your life, you can have peace. Now, I want to make four quick statements, but they're very important statements. Number one, you receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. Romans 8 and 9 says, when you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. You receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. You got to understand that. You say, well, Brother Benny, what about people that are not Christians? The Holy Spirit doesn't live inside them. You receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. But there's a second thing that I want you to understand. The Holy Spirit is who seals your salvation. Look what Ephesians 4 and 30 says. It says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, 
whereby you're sealed unto the day of salvation. See, here's what happens. We become a Christian and we say, Pastor, I got angry, so I lost my salvation. No, you're not the one who seals your salvation. It's the Holy Spirit who seals your salvation. You say, Pastor, I, I said a word I shouldn't have, so I'm no longer a Christian. Well, you got to understand, it's not you who seals your salvation. It's the Holy Spirit who seals your salvation. I've got unforgiveness in my heart, so I'm not a Christian. No, no, no. It's not you who seals your salvation. It's the Holy Spirit who seals your salvation. Now, there's a third statement I want to make. The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. He's very sensitive. Let me tell you some things about a dove that you may not know. They're different from pigeons because doves never fight. When I was holding the dove, you probably noticed the dove was not aggressive. They're very peaceful. Let me tell you something else about doves. They don't love attention. They're very peaceful, just like the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand today, I want you to get this down. The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. You say, Pastor, he needs to get over it. He's not going to get over it. See, you can line up your lifestyle with the dove or the dove will leave. Now, let me quickly move to uh, point number four. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. Look here. Ephesians 4 and 30 says this, and grieve not the Holy Spirit. And grieve not the Holy Spirit. Pastor, what does it mean to grieve? It means to deeply sadden. To deeply sadden. It's when you have your feelings hurt. Now, I want us to be real honest. If you're a Christian, you, you know it, you're a Christian. How many of you have ever done something that you knew was not good or right and immediately you felt terrible? Yeah. Notice your pastor's got both of them up. You say, Pastor, what happened? You didn't realize it, but you grieved the Holy Spirit. You deeply saddened the Holy Spirit. Now, wait. Brother Benny, when I grieve the Holy Spirit, does he leave me? Well, look what John 14 and 16 says. And I will pray the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And he's going to abide with you forever. Get this. He does not leave you, but when you grieve the Holy Spirit, you lose the sense of his manifested presence. You lose the sense of his presence in your life. If you grieve, if, if, if I say, I have 
grief in my heart. What does that tell you? I've lost somebody that I love. And you got to understand, when you grieve God, it's because he loves you so deeply. He loves you so deeply. And your actions have grieved him and it's caused the manifested presence of God in your life. It's caused the dove to fly away. Let me tell you what an ungrieved life looks like. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. That's what an ungrieved life looks like. Let me say something, folks. We need the manifested presence of God. We need the dove in our lives because we need God to teach us and we need God to lead us and we need God to show us and we need God to help us and we need God to direct us and we need God to teach us. We don't need the dove flying away. We need to be like Jesus. We need the dove to come and remain on us. Now look, folks, if the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 30 that we can grieve him, that we can cause the dove to fly away, we need to look at what causes the dove, what causes his manifested presence to leave our lives. There's four things the Bible speaks of. Number one is morality. Morality. Look what verse 25 says. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth unto his neighbors. For we are members one of another. A guy's driving around the backwoods of Montana. And he sees a sign in front of a broken down house. Talking dog for sale. He rings the bell and the owner appears and tells him the dog's in the backyard. The guy goes back there and there's this nice Lab Labrador retriever. And the man looks at that dog. <laughs> and he says, what have you done with your life? The dog says this. I've lived a full life. I've lived in the Alps, rescuing avalanche victims. Then I served my country in Iraq. And now I spend my days reading to residents in nursing homes. The guy's amazed. He says, what do you want for that dog? He said, only $10. He said, only $10. Why are you selling him so cheap? And the man says, because he's a liar. He's never been out of the backyard. <laughs> well, we're not a dog, but morality causes the dove 
to fly away. You say, well, Pastor, uh, expound a little bit. I'm almost there. No, you're not. You just left. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. My phone died. No, it didn't die. You hung up. <laughs> it, it's so great to see you. No, it's not great to see him. You hated it. <laughs> or this one. I remember you. You don't have a clue who they are. <laughs> Here's one. Husbands and wives, I'm fine. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm calling in today because I'm sick. No, you're not. <laughs> Morality. It causes the dove, folks. It causes the dove to fly away in your life. It causes the dove to fly away in my life. Let me tell you the second thing that will cause the dove to fly away. It's there in the Scripture. Money. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, look what Ephesians 4.28 says. Let him that stole steal no more, but, leather, but rather let him labor. Now, get this, folks. There won't anything work in your life until you do. If you're physically able to work, you ought to be working. If you're physically able to go to work, you ought to be working. That's all I'm going to say. Let him labor, look, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. My biological father said this. He said a dollar bill is the best yardstick of measuring the character of any individual. A dollar bill. See, folks, if we want the dove to fly away, it's when we don't do what's right concerning money. You know what's right in your life concerning money. I know what's right in my life concerning money. But let me tell you something. When I don't do what's correct and pleasing in the eyes of God concerning money, let me tell you something. The dove flies away. You know, I tell people, people will come to me and say, Brother Benny, help me with communication. Help me. Well, I said, first of all, if you're going to communicate with people, you can't be the hero of every story. Some people got to be the bride at every wedding or the corpse at every funeral. You can't be the hero of every story. That's not pleasing to God. And I want you to know, Jesus is our hero. Jesus is our hero. I was at a function Monday. Let me tell you this. I was at a function. I was speaking to a group of men. I, it was at a golf tournament, and I was there just to speak, to, to, to give a devotion before the men played golf. I'm not a golfer. Somebody said, Brother Benny, why, are you a golfer? If you could do it in 20 minutes, I'd do it, but I'm just not a golfer. But uh, they said, we're going we're gonna to take up an offering for somebody. We're going to take up an offering to help a man who's in need. And it was like immediately, folks, the Lord said to me, you give $100. You give $100. I got to be honest with you. I said to the Lord, a lot of men here. There's a lot of men here. And, and, and I even said, made this statement with the Lord. I said, listen, God, I don't know if you know it, but the guy who we're taking up the offering for is on our payroll, and I'm going to continue to pay him, God. <laughs> I'm just being honest. God said $100. I said, God, I really think 20 would be adequate. <laughs> Don't act like you've never done this. I know you have. 
think 20 would be good. So I gave 20, and I left, and I thought, I hope they have a good golf tournament. And the whole day, should have given $100. Should have given $100. Has anybody ever been there other than me? Yes. Yeah. Should have given $100. You should have given $100. And then God just ate my lunch. And see, the dove left. No, no. Benny flew away. The dove left. And I get to work the next morning. And I call the guy that's heading it up. I said, can you, can me and you get together immediately, if not sooner? He said, well, sure. Now, I, listen, I'm, I'm calling the sheriff and saying, can you meet me immediately, if not sooner? And he said, yeah, pastor, I'll come and see you. I didn't tell him what it was about, but I said, I just need to see, the, I just need to see you, brother. And I said, here, oh, take this money. Please take this money. Please, I'm mip. Take this money. Because here's what I know. The dove will leave your life when you don't do what's right concerning money. Let me tell you a third way the dove will leave your life. When we don't do what's right concerning our mouths. Concerning our mouths. <laughs> you say, Pastor, what, 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 what do you mean concerning our mouths? Well, look what Ephesians 4, <laughs> 31, 32 says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Let me tell you something, folks. There's so much bad in the best of us, and there's so much good in the worst of us. It hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. But when we don't control these mouths, the dove flies away. The dove flies away. Let me tell you the last thing that causes the dove to leave. That's our moods. <laughs> That's our moods. Look what Ephesians 4 and 26 says. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That says when I'm uncontrollably angry, the dove leaves. It says, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amen. I remember, uh, folks, I've been married uh, 36 years. I wrote the book, Happy Wife, Happy Life. You know what I learned? If mom ain't happy, they ain't nobody happy. And if daddy ain't happy, they ain't nobody cares. <laughs> I wrote it. I've often said, Barbara and I got married and made a pact. We read that scripture. Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. We purposed years ago. We'd never go to bed upset at each other. We never have. We've stayed up for two or three days at a time, but we've never gone to bed upset. One day, we had a humdinger. 
We had a humdinger. We had intensive fellowship. Just real heated. Voices raised, especially mine. You can imagine living with somebody like me. Voices raised. I hit the door. I go to the office, and I walk into the office, and I said to God, God, today's an important day. I need you to help me. I need to get a message to preach Sunday. Nine o'clock, nothing. Ten o'clock, nothing. Eleven o'clock, nothing. Twelve o'clock, the legal pad was empty. It wouldn't come. One o'clock, nothing. Two o'clock, nothing. You, You listen to me real close, folks. If you think you can have all this discord at home and have peace at work, don't sleep on your side tonight. Your brains will roll out your ears. Nothing came. Finally, hello, Barbara. This is Benny, Benny Tate. I said, you know, Barbara, I was so wrong today. I was so wrong. She said, you wasn't just wrong. I was wrong too. We were both wrong. Well, it's my fault. No, it's not all your fault. It's my fault too, Benny. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Barbara. I'm sorry too, Benny. I love you, Barbara. I've got a line I say to her. It's very romantic. Keep in mind, we're from the hills of Tennessee, and this is very romantic. And I said to her, Barbara, you know I love you more than a hog glove slop. She said, I know you do. And I'll tell you what happened. I got off that phone. Man, thoughts started coming. I started getting points. I started getting illustrations. Just in a short time, I had the sermon put together. the dove came back (laughs) we need the dove we need his presence in our lives you know he said grieve not the Holy Spirit and in the next verse he talks about bitterness he talks about unforgiveness and when we're bitter toward people causes the dove to leave When we don't forgive, it causes the dove to leave. We need the dove, folks. You need the dove. I need the dove. We need him in our relationships. We need him in our lives. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. 
And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin. And I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.